Hey everyone, it's Ben here from the Bonehead Podcast and welcome to episode 2 of Roster Rumble, the participation competition where you send in Blood Bowl rosters to us. Based on our specifications, we pick some of our favourites and using the science known as Theory Bowl, we argue about who we think would win. We've got some great rosters for you today and to that end, today's host, co-host and opponent, today's co-opponent is Bloodsythe Ben. Hello, Ben. How are you doing, man? You okay? Yep, very good, very good. Looking forward to another episode of this. No, thank so you very much. Yeah, I really enjoyed the last one. So. Ah, good. Should be should be a good rumble this time. Uh, okay, wicked. So before we get started, let's go over how we're going to do this. We are each going to take a turn to talk through our list of the day, who sent it in, what the team is, what it does, what the skills are, uh, what the strategy is, and when we're done, we're going to flip for the kick. After that, it's all theory ball until a winner is decided. If, however, neither of us can convince the other of a clear winner, we are prepared for such an event. We have sought the services of a game referee who's also looked over the lists that we've chosen and picked a tiebreaker. They won't be joining us live on the air, but we have uh, got them to record a little message for us uh, if we need to go to the referee to sort out a tie. And today's game referee is going to be Ian Warhanam Hannam. Okay, all sorted. So, Ben, feeling good about your list? Honestly, yeah. I, I, it'll be a tough one to beat, I think. Uh, I, I am afraid to say that I agree with you on this one. Uh, I think <laughs> it's going to be a tough, tough battle. Uh, right, in that case, let's go to the lists. So, first up, we are going to look at Ben's choice for the episode. Ben, what have you got for us? Um, I've got a submission from Dave Dragon, which is a playoff team starring Asperon Thorne. And we had a couple of these submitted because um, I think it's kind of, I, I think we've spoken about Asperon Thorne and his presence in Sevens a few times. And this is just mean. This is just mean. Should we go through it? He is such good value, Asperon Thorne. And you're right, we did have a couple of lists. One was Dark Elf by Ian Triplo. And then we've got this bad boy from Dave Dragon. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben, talk us through the list. What are you running? Okay, so obviously you've got the man himself, Asperon Thorne. He's 160k. Um, Which is a bargain. Yes, so cheap. Bear in mind he's an elf, so he's 6, 3, 4, 8. Um, kind of high elf stats. Um, yeah. With uh, his skills, though, he comes with loner, obviously. And then he's got Hail Mary Pass, Kickoff Return, Pass, Safe Throw, and Sure Hands, all for 160. Oh, I love this. I love this guy. Look at this. So the price of what? Uh, War Dancer is 120, and then the next most expensive piece is 100 for a Dark Elf and High Elf and Pro Elf. Uh, but basically, like a Blitzer or a Catcher piece is 100k. For 60k more, you get Sure Hands. Pass, safe throw, kickoff return, Hail Mary pass. This guy is a beast. Yeah, and even consider him to like a high elf thrower, which, I mean, he's the same stats with. He comes with the high elf thrower skills. He, yeah, he's got safe, safe throw. throw and pass. Yep. And then you chuck on short hands, kickoff return, and then kind of a me, me, Hail Mary pass on there, but it can pay off. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's amazing. So who is, uh, who's supporting him? <laughs> he's gone straight up, straight up there with four catches, four pro elf <laughs> catches. <laughs> Two of them have dodge, um, and yeah, that's just mean. And he's just got a couple of linemen to fill the gaps. But one of the linemen does have wrestled, so he's got a little bit of a 
a little bit of defense. defense. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So the build for this is the Star 7's build, which is 700k, at least one star player, and at least seven players, including your star players. So other than that, that is like literally the, the list. So he's gone straight with four positionals, all of them the same, all catch, nerves of steel, eight movement. Yeah, uh, and yeah like you said, two with dodge, and then two runny Yamil lineman, one with wrestle. Ben, are you sad that one of these guys don't have, don't have kick? Uh, kind of, yeah. I, I always take kick. I've probably taken kick over wrestle, but yeah, I think I wrestle's going to pay off. I think so. I would as well, but uh, yeah, no, that is a heck of a list. So, um, wobble ratings, which are based on the skills and average stats, this team has got the most ridiculous score I've ever seen. It's a, <laughs> a throw rating of 51.43, which I, I mean, I wrote the code for this and I'm, I don't... <laughs> I didn't know I could go into the 50s. So uh, I, it's just got all the skills there. This, this is just going to be an incredible throwing defense. Uh, we've got a flat 30 for power, toughness rating of 26, which I think is fair given that the only 8 armor is your star player. Everybody else is armor 7. Mm -hmm. uh, speed 35.7, not surprised given that uh, you've got 4 players going 8 uh, with an overall of 35.8. Um, no rerolls. It's sevens, obviously, and um, two fan factor. That yep. is a really tasty list. That that would be uh, that would be great fun in a tournament. I think that's a power build. Yeah, I'm really impressed it fits into 700. Like, it's just crazy how you can get four amazing players in the pro of catches with such an amazing star. Like, this is a bargain. So this is a yeah, yeah. really interesting list. Okay, talking of really interesting lists. We've got the Turtle Bay to Killers here from Stephen Knowles. Uh, so um, Stephen has a bit of the podcast, but I think I've played a couple of games with him uh, on the YouTube channel. We, we played, uh, oh, we played a game of Sevens, mm -hmm. and also he uh, co he wrote one of the Sevens packs we spoke about on the podcast a few a few episodes oh, ago. Yeah. Actually, um, great guy, it's a very great guy, Stephen. He's actually taking part in Lockdown Bowl at the moment, and he's running the Ethereal team. Uh, oh, yeah, really cool, really cool. So uh, Stephen is a really, he's he's one of our, he's one of us, one of us, one of us. <laughs> uh, so the Turtle Bay to Killers is a Lizardman team, but it is a skink only build with a Croxagore. So uh, we've got a Croxagore, we've got two Chameleon skinks and three Lizardman skink dudes to go with it. So not bad, not a lot of strength there. Uh, and the cool thing about this list is he's gone for the two skink star players, Drool and Dribble. Uh, so, Drool is Loner, Sidestep, Dodge, Stab, and Stunty. So, we've got a Stab, Sidestep guy. And Dribble is Loner, Sidestep, Dodge, Dirty Player, and Sneaky Git. So, we've got five movement, eight players. Uh, now, I think I've put the Strength and Agility on there the wrong way around. They're not That's actually... Play, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not Strength 3 Skinks. Uh, that's the other way around. So they're Edge 3, Strength 2. Uh, and then you've got a Crocs. And with the skills that we uh, allowed for this, we've got Break Tackle on the Croxagore, which in 7s is huge to keep that player, that piece moving. Yeah. Uh, and Sure Feet on a Skink, because I think it was just two normal skills. And I'm not sure else... Uh, you could put on here, or maybe no. Actually, you know what? I'm not sure if there were stacking rules about skills. Could have been interesting to go. Uh, I don't know. Break tackle guard on the Crocs. I don't know. Maybe sure feet will be more appropriate. Um, so not the powerhouse of the Pro Elf team, but a really interesting build with eight players, 
and a bunch of movement and dodge and stunty so these guys can absolutely fly around and we've seen it in sevens it's not quite street ball uh, but you need to be able to, to dodge through the gaps when they appear um, yeah, so a throw rating of literally 20 less than your team at 31.43 <laughs> we've got a power rating of 34.29 toughness of 31 and a speed look at that 43.57 yeah that's good uh, with an overall team rating of 35.09. So you get us on the throw, literally by exactly 20 points. Uh, we've got you on the pow there, Ben, with 34 against 30. I guess Still that's... Crocs, yeah. Yeah, Crocs of Gore, Mighty Blow. Uh, the Tough, you are down at 26. We are up at 31 again. Crocs of Gore and Numbers, probably. Having that extra player is going to help. Um, yeah. And we get the edge on speed, but the overall team rating goes to you at 35.8 against 35.09. So it's real tight on the overall. And I think we've got pretty clean, uh, pretty pretty clearly defined strategies for both of our teams there. Yeah, and big props to this one. I, I love the theme of the uh, skink team. I think it's, it's a really cool idea. Hey, I'm a big fan of skinks. Uh, big yeah. fan of skink teams. Run them on the stream as well. Um, I don't know if there are any good models that you can use for Drawl and Dribble yet. There's, oh, really? there's a good model for Hemlock, uh, but I don't know if there's a good model out yet for Drawl or Dribble. So let's hope Games Workshop can pull it together and uh, and get some models out. I just just want to add that the Turtle Bay to Killers do have an Apothecary. So hopefully they can keep some of their star players because all of these guys are really, uh, really interesting pieces. So we've talked through the rosters. We've got a good idea what the teams are built and what they're built to do so now it is time to flip for the kick we've got a little dice online thing using raw 20 so uh, that's what we use if we want to sort of talk through some situations that happen in the game and if we want to say you know what roll for that let's see if this would work let's see how important this hey i don't want to bury the lead, but a stab let's see if this stab is going to be effective uh we've got an opportunity to roll some dice here so ben we're going to go and uh, we're going to we're going to flip for the kick. So, roll, give, roll, a, roll a d6. We'll roll off for the kick. All right. It's a three for me. And it's a two. So, you're playing the Pro Elves. Uh, let's just chuck a little bit of weather roll in there. It's nice weather. Uh, we've got... Have you got any fan factor? Have you got two fan factor on your team? Uh, I think it was two fan factor, yeah. All right. Well, then we better roll out the fan factor just in case. So, give us 2d6, Ben, and add two. Alright, that's uh, 5 with 2 is 7. And these guys get a 12. Ooh. Well, the 2 fan factor help deny the uh, <laughs> and they help double. deny the double. That's absolutely true. So if fan factor comes up, if fame comes up, the lizards have it. So given that, Ben, would you, as the Asperon Elves, which I think is what we call the team, would you would you want to kick or receive to start this half for a game of I football I think they want to receive and score as quickly as they can. I think with movement 8, strength 3, dodge, catch, nerves of steel, Asperon, thorn, uh, scoring should be pretty easy for them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I would be kicking to you. We'd have the Crocs on there. And I think we'd have to run both of these star players. Uh, stab is useful. If we can knock someone down with the Crocs, dirty players going to come in handy. Um, and I think we'll... Um, I just bench one of the one of the chameleons. I can't see them doing great work. That one x one one less movement is tricky. That said, uh, yeah. I was uh, watching a game and, and also playing a game. Shadowing was very 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 useful. So we're going to stick the crocs right in the middle. For example, we have draw and dribble just back a little bit, and we'll have some skinks spread across 
Nothing too fancy, nothing too powerful. Uh, so we'll be kicking to you for the first half. What would your team want to achieve? Like, How would your strategy be to set up? Um, I think it'll be set up uh, the old Asperon near the back. He's got um, kickoff return, so I think getting close to the ball isn't really an issue. Um, he'd obviously want to pick it up and throw it, but I think it'll be quite... It wouldn't, it wouldn't allow... Uh, I think I wouldn't focus too much on getting the first... Um, Oh, sorry, getting the... Yeah, it'll be getting the first hit when they're on the receive. Yeah, I absolutely. Too much about, you take I wouldn't worry too time. much about that, um, I think. I think it's mainly getting the catches deep into the lines. Yeah. And just because whether you've got the chameleons and stuff, I think it'd be quite a, a tight mesh to get through. Yeah, on the, on the... The, the one chameleon will, will be kind of like a roadblock. It might be worth... Uh, with these guys going hard on one edge with four four catches, kind of like uh, if you ever seen me play Skaven, the way I use the gutters for the, for the side cage, just like a mob. And this is the first time I think in sevens. I mean, if you think about it, normally teams have what movement six, movement five, movement six. These are both teams of eight movement facing off yeah. across each other. Like the blitz, very, the very intermingling fun. of the line is going to be absolutely immediate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll set the lineman up on the line, and they could probably punch some skinks, or maybe just try and get away from the croc score. He's got, he's gonna be there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think probably be my setup. I think a croc's shield would be there. So it's sevens. We don't have kick. We don't have anything fancy. It would be a classic roll into the backfield. So probably a safe kick. But for the kickoff, get the ref. That could be extra useful, given that we've got one staff player fowler guy on the yeah. uh, on the lizard team that could be wicked so ball lands your side half a you know a few squares away from Aspron. opening moves ben what would the plan be um pick up the ball would be the first move be very uh actually no it wouldn't i don't think it would be i think it would be move some catches in as deep as they possibly can be and put on the pressure so move the catches up, maybe take a blitz on a skink on the side, possibly. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd, 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 I'd try and... Yeah, I think I would try and get that and then go for like quite a long pass to the catches, maybe. Okay, so... Or maybe... No, maybe... I, I think I'd hang on to the ball for a turn. I'd hang on and wait for you to maybe harass the catch and see who's there, who ends up free. So Asperon's kind of in your... Uh the middle zone of your pitch your pitch half just out of reach of the skit of the skinks probably um, yeah and then your, your, your catches are moving up alongside uh, maybe knocking a skink down on the way so you're looking for a turn two score here ben that Pretty fair much, yeah. okay well i think it's only fair that in this situation you get a blitz on a skink so take a two die against the skink let's see if you can get some attrition on the go yeah, see, dodge saves him there. Um, yeah. yeah, so if that's what you achieved in your first turn, not bad. What we'd be looking to do on the Lizardman team is just kind of harass your players to make that, well, I say make that pass harder. It wouldn't make any difference because of nerves of steel. So the skinks would basically tag onto the, the elves. We'd have a couple of skinks go down the pitch looking at uh, harassing or moving towards the ball carrier to really force that. Uh, and I think there's... It's really tough. I think the stab star player would go up next to an elf, but I think the crocs would be doing the blitz here. So I think the crocs takes a blitz. And, uh, I don't know, you're looking at your linemen to kind of shield the catches, or are the catches a bit deep and unprotected? I like to think the two dodge catches have gone deep, and then the other one 
or other two are kind of defending Asperon yeah. with the linemen kind of tanking the croc. Got you. So the, the crocs would be able to get a blitz probably on one of your defensive linemen, really, then. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've lost the Probably tab. the one without wrestle, I imagine. Uh, the one without wrestle, yeah. Uh, yeah. So two die block from the crocs is pretty reasonable. Bad yeah, dice yeah. there. Oh, no, dodge. Let's, let's no take dodge, a, no dodge on the yeah. take a bit of armor. Nothing much. So, end of the turn. You know, as a bit of a defensive move, the Crocs has had a go. The rest of the Skinks are running interference, which means it's just going to be a dodge away, really, for the Elves. What mm -hmm. would you do next? I think I would. Hmm. I think maybe I would hand off the ball to one of the catchers that are defending Asperon. Okay, so a cheeky handoff. Uh, now they've got catch, so. Hmm, yeah, or maybe he'd just run along and try and throw it. Cause, uh, oh, okay. No, how about this? So imagine the, the dodge catchers would have got stuck in amongst the these skinks. I'd maybe use one of the other catchers to blitz off one of the skinks off of the catcher. Yeah, fair enough. And, yeah, and then maybe pass to the catcher so he's free, and then he can run a score. Well, I'll tell you what, roll, roll, the, roll the block dice. Let's have two dice. Yeah, let's, let's see have what two dice. There, okay, saved by dodge away. again, dodge star push. So yeah. dodge is protecting the uh, the skinks there. Still getting in the way, but you've probably got a, you've probably got a catcher free by now. If not, you've had to make a cheeky two plus dodge. Nothing much. Uh, mm -hmm. Is he headed downfield now? Are the catchers headed downfield? I think Aspirin will go to pass to one, and then the catchers would head on down. All right, so... Possible to score in two turns and sevens with movement eight. Oh, absolutely. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's only yeah. Thir it's 13 oh, squares, so it's, this, is, this is kind of an easy touchdown. So Aspiron has got edge for uh, no no uh, throw boost skills. So, you know, it's Aside kind of... from pass and safe throw, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but what I mean is no accurate... No strong. No, no accurate. No. So it would be uh, a quick pass would be a two plus. A short pass would be a three plus. Roll, roll, roll the roll the pass sequence there, Ben. Let's see what we would get. I think it's probably a short pass. Short pass to quick. I think with a four, he'd make that. Absolutely, and then a yeah. two plus catch, and then basically a touchdown. There it would be. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing the fours again on roll twenty. So that would be a turn. And even with a skink in the tackle zone, it would have been a three and it would yeah. Hey, so. you you're looking at nerves of steel here. Nerves of steel catch. Oh, two yeah, plus yeah. re-rollable catch here. This is gonna be an incredibly unstoppable offense. So would you go straight in for the touchdown then? I would, yeah. Yep, yeah, so straight in for the touchdown, and then you would have to kick to the skinks. Now, you've only got seven players. Do you deploy more forward? Mm -hmm. Do you scatter? Do you defend deep? You know how how are you uh, setting up against up against against skinks? I'm definitely defending deep. I'm putting minimum players on the line as possible. Probably the two linemen um, with the uh, catcher without dodge, um, and yep. then the rest will be pretty far back. Okay. I've got to take out these movement eight skinks. And they're <laughs> so uh, the skinks just deploy all forward. They don't have the luxury of any kind of ball picker upper man. So it is probably going to be two of the regular skinks kind of middle zoning it with everybody else straight bang up against the line. And again, a comedian in reserve. Um, I, I mean, comedians could be really great. Shadowing is, is really cool. But I don't know. I think they're just very, very, very punchable. So they're deployed. Uh, where are you kicking? Um, I'd kick deep. I'd risk the uh, the quite far kick 
because you don't have kickoff return. Um, you'll have to waste movement going back to get it. Yep. So yeah, I go pretty far back. I'd risk it. Maybe even you know three or four squares. Mm, okay. Right. Well, then let's see two d six with the kick. Let's see if it's uh, going to stay on the pitch. Uh, take a three. Yeah. So it stays in bounds. That's going to be a bit of a nuisance for the kick for the skinks. And then uh, let's see a kickoff, Ben. Ooh. Right, so one d six for you. Yep. Three and then a four. So it is the lizards getting the benefit. I'm going to roll a d8 here, Ben. And if it's a one, it's Asperon. Uh, if it's a two, three, it's the lineman. If it's the rest, it's the catchers. Yep. It's a catcher. We'll say it's a vanilla catcher. He's injured. Now, nah, just, just a bit of a stun. Nothing huge. Uh, Bull has a regular bounce. And then it's over to the skinks. And it's only turn two in sevens. So, oh, is it time? Is it time? You've got to have someone on the line. So the Crocs is real tempted for a blitz here. And I think it's going to have to be a big guy blitz. So we're going to take the bonehead. Bonehead is good. There's going to have to be a go for it. Go for it's good as well. And it's a two die. And I'm assuming this is on a lineman. Ben. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it could be a catcher, but yeah. Uh, lineman. So armor, seven for your guys. So the Crocs with Mighty Blow is going to be able to smash through that and knock out an elf. Yeah, which is quite a big deal. That is quite a big deal. That's it. You're down to six players. Uh, the skinks in the backfield are going to kind of... The ball's really close to my end zone, yeah? Basically. Yeah. So if we drop the ball, it's not going to be the end of the world. The skinks are in a pretty good position. Uh, we'll probably send a skink up to loiter next door to the croxagore. And probably send the stabber skink up as well. Because uh, see if we can't base an elf with the stab guy. And then um, see if we can't pick up the ball gets the ball the skinks move up to kind of midfield it's not quite cage territory uh, but they're, they're there there's pretty the ball's pretty well defended and it gives them lots of options to go how do you defend against a skink bomb in the middle of the field so you know up supported by a croxagore and you're yeah. down you're down to six i'm sure um how, how would i defend against this i think how, how far is this skink run up well, let's say they're they're like midfield now. So the Crocs is just on your side of the neutral zone, and the uh, the remaining skinks are kind of clustered midfield. And there's uh, there's a couple of skinks ne near the Crocs. So there's a couple of skinks literally in scoring range immediately, and the rest of them are just outside scoring range midfield. Okay, I think I'd mark the ones in scoring range with a couple of players, maybe maybe Asperon. Mm. Um, but watch out for draw and dribble. Don't want to get stabbed. Yeah. Armour's not going to really hold up against stab. Um, yeah, I think I think I just try and blitz in to the get the skink with the ball. Just try and tag him at least. I know you've got stunty dodging, but at some point you've got to roll it. roll, right? All right, go for it. Let's see. Uh, probably be a two die. Definitely be a two die. I think. Ooh, Ooh, okay. Bad dice. So a skull yeah. and a both down here. So let's say you did manage to skirt around and get a cheeky block on the ball-carrying skink. I'm assuming that they're both going down, Ben. I think so. I would assume my wrestle uh, lineman is still tied up with the croxagore. Yeah, I wouldn't risk watching him out. So yeah. To get around, I think it's going to have to be a movement eight piece uh, to get around to the back. Yeah, it would. Yeah. All right. So let's see some armor for the skink. Poor defenseless skink. He's fine. And then your elf is fine as well. So that would go back to the skinks for turn 
three. The ball is loose, but there are skinks around. The Croxagore is in base contact, so he's going to immediately have a bonehead block. Reckoning two dice, gets a pow, gets the armor, and knocks out a second elf. Uh, this Crox is going to town. Uh, we'll say that either Stabby McStabson is in base contact, or he's going to stab Blitz on another elf. Not getting anything at all. So nothing at okay. all. Uh, so we'll see if we can't pick up the ball again with the skinks. It is a complete fail. So the ball has been muffed in the middle of the field. There's a couple of elves out. Uh, but the ball is loose near some Skaven. Near some Skaven. Oh, I miss Skaven. Uh, near, <laughs> near some skinks. And it would be back to the elves to try and swoop in and get that turnover. Yeah, I think um, I think I'd just try and swarm it at this point. Uh, I might leave a catcher in the backfield just in case. Um, so, so I've yeah. obviously two players down, so I've only got five players to play with. It is I think I would players. send the other four up just to kind of swarm the ball and uh, make it as difficult. Maybe not attempt to pick up, but try and deny you the pick up. Uh, fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. So you've got a guy uh, playing safety and then everybody else is just kind of mobbing around the scrum in the middle where there is a ball, which is going to be real, real difficult. Uh, so, what are we looking at now? Probably turn four for the skinks and it's all going bad? Perhaps, yeah. Well, one thing that makes everybody happy is a bonehead blitz. Let's He's going to run in, take another elf near the ball carrier. I mean, like you said, you've got elves, so there's probably a couple of guys on the, the skinks that are likely to pick up the ball. But a two-die block uh, takes the push probably just to free him up, gets the crocs in there. Uh, and the other skinks just, again come around and because we've got the numbers game kind of just mob up on your elves so the crocs yeah. is in there now the stabbers in there and the rest of the skinks are just around about where the elves are this is uh this is getting a bit messy there's only two turns to go one side is going to have to give here it's either going to be a dodge grab run from one side i think hmm. what I do you reckon what do you reckon? Does, does Nerve still ignore the penalty to picking up the ball? I think it's just catching and throwing. Just catching. Yeah. So probably, I would probably have to try and clear some skinks. Yeah, I think you'd have to make... I, the thing is, you'd get you get a shot at a couple of one dice, I think. Yeah. But the, the numbers I'd, are not... Uh... I'd say I'd try and just keep on the ball and make some, some one die block. Uh, when he attempts to pass, catch or intercept for Nerves. I did just check. Cool. Made sense. So okay, let's uh, let's see a cheeky one die block here, Ben, to free up the ball. That's a not the right die. That was a that was a six and a both down. Ooh, my wrestle's out because he got taken out by a croxagore. So yeah, <laughs> right. Let's see some armor for the skink. Nope. Uh, skink armor holds. Elf armor does not, Ooh, no. and stun. So now you are down to actively four players. Uh, I think in this situation, the Croxagore would have to have another block or blitz to free another elf off. The ball fails a bonehead. No good there. No good. So let's see if we can't do a bit of dodging. We're going to have to probably dodge to get to the ball. Stunty holds it. And then, what, one tackle zone on the ball, Ben? Yeah, I'd say that's probably reasonable. Uh, Mops does not pick it up, but it's near the end of the half now. So the ball scatters loose. Uh, there's still loads of players around. No one's got an easy catch. Uh, no one's got an easy pickup. Uh, wherever the ball lands, there's there's uh, two of each of our tackle zones probably on it. Something like that. Yeah. You've got a guy stunned, two guys out. 
And uh, one guy in the backfield and three just on the ball and on the ball scrum. And now outmatched, now outnumbered. Now outnumbered. I reckon I'd just try and deny you the score here. Yeah. And I'd try and pick up the ball with Asper on Thorn because he's got sure hands. He does have sure hands. Uh, just so what would you say, two tackle really. zones on the ball? Uh, I reckon... I reckon it would take a dodge to get to the ball here. Okay. Let's that, do that. Let's, that's let's that's do the risky side. That's the it. risky side. Yeah. Let's say dodging into a tackle zone or into two tackle zones. It, into one really. tackle zone with an elf is a three plus. Let's see a three plus dodge and a three plus pick up here. Gets, five. So we even make two tackle zones. Gets the dodge. And a pick up. With he gets the pick up. straight six. So Aspiron is coming. He's picked up the ball. Uh, then I'd just try and throw it, I think. So he's got Hail Mary. He's just going to drop he it does. to the other end of the pitch. He gonna, is, yeah. Not going to try and uh, do a, a quick pass to one of the catchers I'm with not, their I'm nerves. I'm not in scoring steel. range. I'm not in scoring range. Yeah, I suppose not. And with a Hail Mary pass and safe throw, I only fell on a one, right? Okay, go for it. Roll that one. It's a, Ooh, two. it's a two. The ball hoons it down the pitch and is out of, uh, out of range now for the Skinks. So... I think the only real thing that would happen in the last kind of turn of the game is another Croxigore block. Mm -hmm. Try and take out another elf. Gets the bonehead. So both down. We'll Elf's fine. Let's see if you can't score a 10 to take the Crocs out. That would be huge. It's Ooh. an 11. All right. Injury <laughs> roll. Does the Crocs take himself out? Just, yeah, just stunned. So that would basically wrap it up for the first half. The elves have got a 1-0 lead. Uh, with theory bowling this like madmen, so the elves one nil lead, but they would be kicking to the skinks again. They would indeed. Uh, did you have two knocked out guys? I did. Yeah, let's see if they come back. Let's see. No. No. Yes. And yes. So, what's more useful to you, the wrestle guy? Yes, one hundred percent. All right. Let's say the wrestle guy's back, but you're down a catcher, I think. Mhm. Mm okay, that's fine. You got three more. Uh, <laughs> You've got three more catchers, an Asperon Thorn, and a couple of linemen, one of them with Wrestle. Um, now, are you just deploying six wide here? Three by two? What's the plan? Hmm. I might just try the same approach, where I have some guys deep. Yeah. I just know the skinks that can do that. Minimal on the line, and then it gives you the counter punch. And when your guys are stronger than the runners, uh, having that safety, uh, having three safeties there that can run in and do a two die block wherever, whatever, it, it's really great, really beneficial. That's why the Ulf Warrior or the Chaos Warrior makes such a good safety, a good linebacker, is because he just runs yeah. in and crunches anyone who's making a quick break for it. Uh, skinks, the good thing is we've got one in reserve, so by now there's probably at least one skink out. Um, so chameleons are in. Uh, chameleons are going to be the ball carriers this time with all the other skinks up front with the crocs. What's the kick plan? Deep again. It worked last time. All right, let's see. Let's see. 2d6. Both over a four. I reckon it's a kickback. No, gets a three. So ball stays inbounds again. Um, the, the 2d6 kick method absolutely paying off for the elves. Uh, and uh, kickoff, Ben. Kickoff table. Pitch invasion. Fantastic. So uh, do you want to start and just... Uh, did I go for the go for the Crocs first? Let's see if the Crocs goes out. He's kind of key. The Crocs he is does. down, right? Armors, uh, it's just stunned, isn't it? It's just a stun result, well, yeah. All right, let's go for stab and stomp. 
does. So right. stomps out as well. Stomps out, and um, I'll just roll some dice. To yeah, see how many other peer players would go. Another, another few dice. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, the Crocs is down, and so is the Stabby. No, the Stumpy. That's Dribble, I think. Dribble, drool, dribble, drool is stab. Dribble is dirty player and sneaky yet. Cool. Uh, right. It's got to be the Aspiron Thorn roll, first of all, because this is the one that really counts. With he fame plus one, Aspiron's down. And we got, what, three catchers? Yep. No. He's down. Yeah. Yes. He's down. So <laughs> Aspiron <laughs> catches. Uh, there you go. So you're left with, what, two linemen, uh, a catcher. Two linemen in the catcher. Two linemen. Two linemen on the line of scrimmage, so that's still blocked at least. Right. Let's say the ball lands normal. The Crocs is down, so you're not going to get any massive blitz. And with the other skink down, there's only really two skinks uh, that are going to be moving at movement eight. So what's that? Drool, dribble, Crocs. Skink, skink. Chameleon, chameleon. So let's see. Chameleon would swoop in, grab the ball. They've still got gets the ball they've still got movement seven so uh that leaves me with five skink so we have now got a cage in the middle of the pitch basically with skinks with a chameleon skink in the middle chameleon skink on the edge stabby up front the other skinks there all right what's the plan here with your three elves now be uh, bear in mind even with movement seven mm, they're probably not within scoring range yeah and i think mm. Movement eight as well. Like even though they're down, they still move four, which is quite big on a Zevon's pitch still. So they might be able to keep in the back line. I can push up. I, th I think I would use the available players I have to just put the pressure on again, and leave the guys down in the back. Yeah. So uh, I make think maybe one blitz, and that's about it. You're getting a blitz. Are you going to blitz the stab guy? Uh, yeah, I will actually. Stab is a big threat. Yeah, that'll be a 2D That's a two die block, easy on him. Double dodge, pal. He's good to go. He's fine. Yeah. But you've got a guy on the ball carrier now. You've got a guy on the ball carrier, but also a guy in base contact with the stabby guy. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to start the next piece of the drive. Rolling a three, stab, not working here. Um, absolute garbage. So he has a crack at the elf on the ball carrier, not so much. So what we're going to have to see is we're going to have to see a couple of dodges. So uh, we'll start with... Here's the thing. Would you try and foul Asperon Thorn? Um, well, Asperon's kind of in your backfield at the moment, isn't he? He is, but he's probably in range of a movement eight player. Mm, yeah, but the fouly guy's on the ground. And that kind of, at this point, being a touchdown down, you kind of want to free up those skinks to equalise, and then you can try and do something. Yeah, true. Talking of freeing up skinks, let's take a dodge with the ball carrier. It's a one into a four. So ball carrier manages to skirt around. Uh, there's at least one other skink in base contact with an elf. Does he dodge away? He dodges away. And uh, you had three elves up on the line. So let's have another dodge. He's good. So the skinks, the four skinks skirt off. And we're looking at a side cage really uh, in your zone, in your third of the pitch. Okay. Uh, the yeah, Stabby is now in base contact with that elf who tried to blitz the ball carrier. And uh, this is where the other skinks and the Croxagore all kind of stand up. Now, can the Croxagore stand up? The Croxagore stands up. So they were stunned last turn as we moved into midfield. These guys are now standing up and they themselves have wandered over to the midfield point as well. So we've got uh, a side cage with skinks and you've got two elves, two or three elves in the middle of the field. And there's a Croxagore and some more skinks looming. Mm -hmm. Your guys can now get up there, however, as well. 
Yeah, I think I'd... So I'd, at this point I would have a catcher and a couple of linemen in the midfield too. Yeah. Um, and then three guys down near the line, in my line. Um, I think I'd just get them up and do do the like the elf defense. Try and keep hmm. you a square away um, in columns. So I've got six players, I can make three columns. So it's gonna be some, start doing that. Gonna be some dodges there. Yeah. Alright, I like it. Uh, would you want to be blitzing a corner of the cage or just literally I I de deploy a, back? Th I think I would probably risk a, a blitz. Alright, go. Let's, let's see a two-line blitz here on a skink. He yeah, gets go. the power. Right, let's roll for armor. Let's see if this is the first solid opportunity. No, skink nope. hits the ground, bounces back, armor holds. Um, so, no huge removal here. But you do now probably have a guy on the ball. Mm -hmm. again so crocs is going to have to start with a blitz runs in and this is on basically the guy who's threatening the cage in the side crocs got movement six he's already wandered three squares into the middle of the field we're going to assume he can run up and get that that two low block just to push him away pow star i mean is it likely to be a catcher with dodge at this point uh probably not um my two catchers were down the one making the block probably i probably would have been the lineman Ah, Alright. That lineman is now crippled by the and crippled and casualtied. Yeah. Okay, I like I like this. So that frees up the ball carrier, but because of the way you've presented your defense, there's gonna be at least a few dodges to get through, right? Yes, yeah, there'll be some small columns. So we're kind of We must be hitting turn three of the second half here. You've got you're down a player who's knocked out. You're down a casualty line elf. We're down nothing. The Croxigor's in the mix. Uh, I think the Skinks just kind of move up. Uh, the stab guy bases one of your elves. And we just move the cage up so it's about four squares away from your end zone. Uh, you're going to get another blitz at the side of the cage. But bear in mind the Crox is up there chilling out as well. Mm -hmm. Uh because we need to grind this down and uh, probably not really try and score until turn now it's probably about turn three now so we're gonna, we're gonna wait out another turn Ben so this will be over to you and your guys are gonna get a bit of movement and a blitz again I think I take a blitz but other than that I think first of all I'm gonna move my guys back yeah base contact just one square keep the keep the strong defense up so you're moving are you moving away from the stabby guy then yeah, I'd say I'll be doing three dodges. Okay. In total. Let's, so uh, I'm just going to roll some dice. And see yeah. We're just looking for the crippling ones now. It's fine. Elves, yeah. are, elves are dodgy. So this, <laughs> the skin cage has moved up. The Krogsgill's freed up the ball carrier. They've moved up a bit. The elves are just falling back uh, in a stall defense, really. And you've taken a blitz. So you're going to take a blitz on a skink on the side of the cage. Is that right? Uh, I'm actually considering not because I'm down to five players now. And... As soon as one goes, that does leave like one of the columns only has one end, so one of the uh, yeah. flanks is probably a bit weaker. So that would probably be the the one closest to the uh, the sideline. All right. So okay. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably just play the the hard defense and just hope you can't break through. All right. So it's going to be Croxigore time. Uh, Croxigore's good. He's going to run in and take the elf closest to him. Let's say it is a guy with dodge because those two guys are still kicking around. Um, it's just a push. It just pushes him away. That should create a reasonable running lane, though, if mm -hmm. you've only got five guys. And I reckon the Skinks just try and force the touchdown here. Um, yeah. 
probably going to have to make a dodge somewhere. Yeah, That's six. Fine. And maybe a second one to get through. Yeah, so we'll say uh, they score maybe turn four of that second yep. half. So the elves are going to get the ball back with two turns. So we've got a knocked out guy, Ben. Let's see if he comes back. Yeah. No. He does not. So we're sitting at 1-1 one, one here. Two turns to go, basically, with Asper and Thorn. Uh, three three catches now? Yeah, three catches. One's knocked out, and it was uh, the wrestle line. That's right. Casualty, I believe. Catches out, and a dude is down. So uh, it would be a spread defense here with the Croxagore in the backfield for these skinks. So with six guys, because we can get six guys on the pitch, you can you can cover the entire width of your line of scrimmage. So skinks all across the board, and uh, the Croxagore in the in the middle field, in the middle of our zone as a as a, as a safety. Mm -hmm. You've got five players. I'm assuming Asperon Thorn is hanging back. I'd probably put him a couple of squares behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, um, but everyone else straight on the top straight on the top so it would be there, there's no mucking around here it's it's the kick to the sweet spot let's not take any chances and we'll have a kickoff it's a charge and a charge is something that i don't think there's much point in doing here um, what does it allow again is that the one where you can move one two or three yeah zero one two or three i think maybe just one square closer it doesn't massively matter because of your movement eight and our yeah. movement eight. But what it does do is that would move the point of impact further away. So that would make the point of impact one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight squares away from the end zone. So yeah, I think a, I think a cheeky charge two two squares up um, still gives the Crocs plenty of scope for movement in the backfield. Yeah, I think that's what we do. Let's say it's a decent kick. Uh, yeah, average squares. So. Looking at your turn five here, basically. And you've got Asperon. Three catches at alignment. Yeah. Sounds too easy. I think I'll do a repeat of the first turn, really. Just try and bomb it. So bomb blitzing, it blitzing through with the catches or just running the catches up just before the, the skink line? I'd run up just before... So probably mid, be mid, still within eight squares at the end. Well, no, because you move the skinks up. up. Let's uh, move yeah. the skinks a couple of squares up to yeah, make sure that point of contact is too far for a one turn. Uh, yeah, one, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Without basically without a go for it. Well, that's a tricky situation because yeah, um, the plan was originally to have one go up and kind of blitz through to be there and annoying and have the other one kind of away so you, he's not in a tackle zone so you have to make a choice but well, I think uh, yeah. with the amount of skinks that are here there's really uh, you can't not have a vulnerability so basically if you were to blitz one skink out you would end up with a free with an open square that you could run a couple of guys through it's just about uh, whether you want which side and how quick you want to do things. Yeah, I'd use the other lineman to blitz one side. Go for it. One let's side, let's yeah. see these dice. Let's see if we get these dice hot. Well, you've moved closer. It's, it's a lot easier in range now. So I can kind of get a good angle. That is a very um, good point. Push. push. Yeah, push would still push uh, uh, out of the way so you had a running lane, basically. Yeah. Then I'd run a catcher's round. 
So catches through the hole onto the other side. So there's two catches in the backfield. I keep one behind. So Lyman did the blitz, two catches in the backfield, one behind guard Asperon, who's going to pick up the ball. Okay, Asperon, let's see. It's anything but two ones. Yeah, He's got so Asperon's got the ball. You've got two catches in the backfield. Is Asperon going to keep it this turn with a catcher defending him? Or is he going to go for the pass to one of the catchers now, knowing that there's going to be at least one Croxagore blitz? Well, he is going to keep it. Yeah, he's going to keep because it. Because he can make the pass quite reliably. He can, but he is going to get blitzed by Skinks. Yes. Which is... He can, uh... can tank it. <laughs> he can probably tank <laughs> a one-die Skink blitz. I think he probably can. Now, I'm being gracious with the one die because there's a little bit of numbers advantage. I think it's fair to say yeah. that the Skinks could get one assist on this block. Uh, but that's only... the catches alone. I think you... I think, well... Wow, yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. You've got two catches in the backfield. The Crocs... Mm. Let's see if the Crocs can move. He's just going to tag one. It's not going to do anything apart from force a dodge roll. Another Skink, definitely a chameleon, tags the other catcher. Uh, and then... The five skinks left basically just mob that other catcher and uh, go for a one-die block on Asperon. What do you reckon? One-die block or would you bring the stab guy in for a go? I think the stab guy is a good shout because I would have another catcher there who might be able to take up another tackle. Zone, I think you're so right. So straight in for the stab. Oh, no. <laughs> he breaks the armor on 11 and stuns him. So the ball comes loose at this point because Asperon has been stabbed in the side by Drool. That is, that is cool. That is dramatic. I don't think there's any chance the Skinks are recovering this ball, but this is going to force, basically, your catcher to do some magic work because there's still opportunity here for catcher to catch a touchdown. Yeah. Do you, do you Should we say the ball scatters one to four, not in one of attacker zones? Five to eight in one of your tackle zones. Go for it. The catch roll would be. Go for it. Okay. Okay, so it's not in one of your tackle zones. So go. make the pick up easier for the catcher. Absolutely. So let's see. Uh, let's see a catcher dodge. Yes. So the catcher that's free will have to do the dodge. Dodge gets it. Does he get the ball? Picks yes. up the ball and move in close range. I'd say probably short pass range, not quick, quite quick pass. Yeah, plus zero, three plus pass. Three plus pass here to the catcher, I assume. Oh no! Muffs I mean, no throat. So before yeah. any of that happens, a skink gets an opportunity at an interception. He doesn't. So your guy drops the ball and next door to the catcher, and it's going to be basically one turn away here. Mhm. Mm Let's see if a skink can pick up the ball. I don't think we can score, although everyone's midfield. Uh, skink would get the ball. I don't think there would be enough time now to score the touchdown. I think. I think that's that's that that was there. I don't think I don't think the Skinks would have time to score. Maybe I, I see. I was imagining it um, at that point with Aspen Thorn. Yeah, he would have been two, maybe three squares away, brought in the midfield. So he would be in. Let's say it was a Skink who tagged him. Yeah, I reckon he would be in scoring range All if right. he can make Let, two go for it. Let's say let's say uh, there's a handoff at least. Okay, let's take the handoff. Yep, and then we'll take two go for it. For the touchdown. There's one. And there's another. Yeah. That's how they do it. So Drool jumps in, stabs Asperon, ball goes out, the catcher makes a valiant play, muffs the throw, a skink basically knocks it out of his hand. Uh, another skink picks it up, 
shovels it to probably Drool, uh, who Drool then just runs it in for the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. Well, I was not <laughs> expecting any of that. That was, that was quite entertaining. How do you feel about that? I think it's good. I think having these dice rolls really does... I wouldn't have pictured that, but when, when you start rolling dice, actually, yeah, no, that, that's Blood Bowl, isn't it? <laughs> that is, <laughs> Sometimes the dice don't work. That is so Blood Bowl. Now, yeah. as for the strengths and weaknesses of this team, uh, of these teams, yes, the Skinks had significantly less ball handling and scoring skill, but there's so much movement. And they've got the reserves, they've got a cheeky stab, and they've got the Crocs to do removal. Uh, it really seemed to be a case of actually the skinks making opportunities by causing you to have less guys to do things with yeah and i think perhaps i would have been in hindsight more aggressive with the elves because i do have that big strength advantage it's a huge strength advantage yeah maybe i should have just been punching but i figured with, just in my mind having four catches normally you play that yeah not very bashy but elf catches are still strength three aren't they so. and when there is a stabber around and a croxagore you kind of got to be careful of that Ron thorn yeah with, with yeah. your one star as soon as one elf goes and one elf always goes ben you were a high elf coach for a season yeah. they've got armor eight and you know that at least one elf always goes you're going to be running yeah. with six players in sevens and you're going to want to keep aspiron safe which means you're kind of playing aggressively with five only five uh only five elves and when you're up against a croxagore and a bunch of movement eight guys that strength advantage it gets kind of balanced out yeah yeah, definitely. They, you do pay for that edge four, so it does really hurt when one disappears. You do pay for that edge four. Okay, cool. Uh, that that wraps it up for round two. Uh, I was uh, I was expecting that to end up with the elves just having an absolute field day, but yeah, we, we we rolled some of the dice to see at some of the most dramatic pinch points to see if it would be uh, just to see what Nuffle thought of the situation. And uh, Nuffle favors the twin star players in that match. Uh, so that is a big congratulations to Steve, Stephen Knowles with the Turtle Bay Killers because they snuck out with a 2-1 victory. Yeah, well done. That was good. <laughs> ben, thank you ever so much for being my co-ponent on this episode and uh, yeah, for, for role-playing that game out. Uh, I do like the idea of us actually getting some Roll20 on and seeing how these lists play out in the future as well. But uh, yeah, just have to see. Right, great. Ben, thanks very much for joining me, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, let us know what you think of the format of the show. Let us know what you think we can do better. And uh, yeah, we will see you again in a few weeks with some more lists. There's still time to get your lists in. We're looking at Star 7, 700k, at least seven players, including at least one star player. There's a couple of skill things. Check out any one of our social media pages. You can find the rules. And I think uh, on boneheadpodcast.com as well. Uh, drop us in your lists because we've still got a couple more episodes of this format before we move on to our next one. So yeah, brilliant. Ben, thank you very much. No, thank you. And good night. <laughs>